Life is so much more beautiful and complex than a number on a scale. No amount of self-improvement can make up for a lack of self-acceptance. You have to stand up and say, there's nothing wrong with me or my shape or who I am. You're the one with the problem. And you're listening to Colored Lens. I'm Aria Collins, a young black Caribbean girl who's simply just obsessed with helping you understand the media world. Before we get started, if you haven't already, follow me on all social media platforms at Colored Lens Pod, where we can always keep the conversation going. With everything going on, it hurts to know that I didn't get a chance to talk about or celebrate Women's History Month. And if you haven't checked out my last episode about the coronavirus effects on the media industry, I want to recommend that you go check it out. But if you don't want to, that is fine, because I think we all deserve a break from what's really going on. Most importantly, you know the drill by now stay healthy wash your hands and stay home if you have to go outside please practice the rule and stay six feet away from me if i'm in the supermarket stay six feet away from me so all our essential workers out there thank you thank you thank you honestly guys i was struggling on what topic i wanted to talk about for women's history month because last year i felt like i hit the nail with talking about her hair story and how our hair is viewed in media and television and in the news. But I'm like, what other topic that we need to talk about as women that other people love to talk about that we not talking enough about? Our bodies. People love to judge our bodies, compliment our bodies, or make us feel a certain way about our bodies. So I really wanted to have that conversation on our body image, especially women of color. So I'm going to discuss with Amasiel, aka Masi from Get Fit with Masi. She is an online weight loss coach that focuses, she focuses primarily on women of color. So I'm going to have her as a guest here today. We're going to talk about how our bodies are represented in the media, how her social media impacted how we feel about our bodies, both in a positive and a negative way. And is there a common pattern when it comes to insecurities? So I didn't want this episode to only be my thoughts, so I asked Marcielle to come on this episode. I wanted someone who can give their thoughts on how the media has pros and cons when it comes to our body image, our health, and our fitness. Marcielle, who goes by Masi, is here with me today, virtually of course. Thank you for being here. Masi is a weight loss coach and I discovered her amazing and inspiring podcast, Get Fit with Masi, but I'll let her further introduce yourself. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So like you mentioned, my name is Maciel um, and lovingly go by Masi online. And so I'm an online weight loss coach, which is awesome because I can reach people all over the country and the world. And I really love to serve primarily women of color, um, but I work with all women to help them lose weight and feel great without limiting their diets. So that's a little bit about me. Gosh, that is amazing. I definitely want to ask deep into this in this podcast interview why you decided to focus on primarily women of color. Maybe that would be the first question. Why why did you decide to focus primarily on women of color? Oh, that's a great question. So when I first started um, in my kind of fitness profession, I was working with all types of people, helping them with lots of different things. And I think in the beginning of everyone's career, I feel like we all kind of start like that, where we have a passion for something and we're working in a lot of with a lot of different people, with a lot of different issues and trying to figure out, like, what are we actually really passionate about? Um, and so for me, as I because I am a woman of color and I lived in a um, 
heavily populated community of people of color. I mean, most of my clients were women of color. And of course, I I also served um, Caucasian women. But for the most part, I was attracting a lot of women like me. And I think it was because I was talking about all the real stuff. So how do you eat healthy um, and it not taste like bland? <laughs> you know, how do you eat healthy and, you, and use seasoning and sazon from where your your family is from? And so I think um, I attracted a lot of those women to me because I was sharing from like an authentic place. Um, and then after working with so many women, I realized that the struggles that women of color had were a little bit different um, or maybe not different, but I would say definitely distinct. Um, there were some some things that women of color specifically were struggling with that I didn't necessarily find with other populations. And so because I come from a community that struggles with um, weight loss issues, obesity and health complications that come from those things, I really wanted to focus with that particular population. I, I agree, especially the part when it comes to like your food and seasonings. And I think that's why I want to talk about social media because you might go on these like calorie Instagram pages and you're seeing these foods. And for me with a Caribbean a Grenada background, I'm like, this don't look like it actually is going to taste good. <laughs> so I, think I, want, I want to talk about social media a little bit. And my first question is super, super broad. But as an online coach, I feel like your presence is mainly highly online so what do you see um as some pros and cons that you have witnessed between your social media presence as well as what your clients might have mentioned when it comes to what they see on social media Ooh, this is juicy okay so um i mean everyone is basically on online and so you've probably seen tons of pages of like fits bros and um, a lot of women who are competing um, so there's levels to fitness. And I think that for those who aren't in the profession, it kind of, it may seem like everyone is doing the same thing, but there are like levels. So women are seeing competitors, fitness competitors, bodybuilding people, um, athletes. And then there's just like us regular folk who we just got into it because we enjoyed it. So I think for a lot of women, they are trying to kind of follow the routine of a person who is an athlete, which I think can be misleading because most women are not athletes. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with being an athlete, but I think, you know, the average woman that I'm serving, she's like a professional. She has a, a whole job and she has a lot going on, you know, so I think that can be misleading when we're looking at fitness models who don't actually have the same lifestyle that we have. And so it's almost like we're comparing apples to oranges. Right, right. I really, I really like that about apples to oranges. I think you have to remember that the only person you should really reflect and review on and even compete with is yourself. So it becomes so hard where you're like, maybe, and it's okay to be a fan of someone as well. Like maybe you're a fan of this athlete and you like what they do, but try to be inspired and not necessarily replicate everything that you're doing because each mm. body is so different right mm -hmm. for sure for sure mm -hmm. but then I feel like there's definitely still some pros when it comes to social media like how do you feel about I kind of mentioned a little bit but those like health and wellness pages or pages that does like meal prep advice or like calorie counts I think I follow one like called calorie hub or something like that how do you mm -hmm. feel about those type of platforms on social media well, 
honestly, I love social media. <laughs> I know that there's a lot of um in general, like I think that with everything, there are good and bad things, but I think that social media is amazing because it connects you to to people who are like you so you can find people who are similar to you um and i think that it's also an educational platform as well so i i know for me i post a lot of like educational content a lot of trainings and tutorials and maybe things that you wouldn't necessarily find on google or that right. may not be visually um appealing necessarily on google and so i think that the pros about social media is that it's like a connecting piece, right? So if you follow me, for example, and you like my content, you know, I am always shouting out other women of color who have different type of businesses inside of, you know, the health and wellness space. So I am connected to tons of women who are therapists, who are, you know, have their own meal prep companies, who are also trainers. And so it's cool because it's kind of like a network online. And so I feel like it's a great way to not only learn about fitness, but also dibble and dabble into other areas of wellness as well, based off of the people who you're following, who you resonate with. Right, right, right. And I, I think those are all amazing points. I think social media is definitely an educational platform, but sometimes it it kind of it could kind of also get overwhelming so i kind of want to talk about the different like the negative impacts in a sense that so for me although i like to follow content that you know is inspiring and informs me and educates me i also do have those guilty pleasure pages that i'll follow so maybe people <laughs> who not like no shade on any names or examples that i use but like maybe i'll follow an influencer who recently did some type of surgery and now all of a sudden i'm gonna leave them nameless all of a sudden they're like hitting the gym and promoting mm. products like flat teas and detox teas and waist trainers or even when like waist trainers had just really started to like pop off and mm -hmm. kim kardashian was promoting waist trainers and we all know she did surgery but we're thinking like okay well maybe i could get my waist as small as her because she's doing it and she's showing me that she exercised and like all these different things that's going on where you see that like perfect body image so even on things like youtube where you're looking and you're seeing different like challenges or like people's like thumbnails where within two seven two to seven days they became from one size to that size by using things like Vicks and saran wraps and like all those different things that can just kind of have like make you feel a little bit bummed out about yourself so how do you feel about those platforms that promote these things like flat tummy teas and detox teas and waist trainers and all that yeah like hacks those like right off the bat like, i could get it fixed no problem yeah it's an interesting question right so i think that like back in the day when i first started i was definitely with you on like i used to follow all these pages and then i mean i, I was kind of like on the other end of it where I was following people who I thought were like, nah, again, like I like to follow athletes. I think they are inspiring. I'm not an athlete, so I'm like, okay, that, what you're doing, I'm probably never going to do, but it's inspiring, right? I love to watch it. Um, and I actually, when I found out certain pages of women who were kind of 
promoting that they got their body through hard work or whatever was really because they had surgery to me it feels more like a lack of integrity um and i think it's important that we also vet who we're following um and so the way i see it is that we're in control of who we see on our feed so if you are watching someone who you know had surgery and then you're comparing yourself to her i mean who's really the person who has a problem here is it you or is it the person that um you're following and i think that at this point i mean i think in the beginning it was tough because you didn't really know like who's real and who's not but for the Mm -hmm. most part we know we know who's who's faking it and we know who's promoting something that's not real and i think it's our responsibility as adults to really not subscribe to those channels because they're actually very harmful and so i've had a lot of conversation with women who you know they'll have someone as their body goals and this is actually why Um, On my Instagram, I always am talking about to be your own body goals. And I actually got that because when I first started in, you know, the fitness space, I used to want to look like certain people until I started finding out that certain people, they had surgery or they enhanced with drugs or whatever. And I almost felt like I got gypped, right? Like, I want to be like you, but you're not even real. Right. You know what I mean? Or like, you kind of cheated your way there. Um, And I think that, I think that that causes a lot of problems because again, women are trying to look like something, first of all, that is not even real. And then second of all, you know, we all have different body types. So the truth is that even if I want to have your body, let's say, for example, I mean, I might never be able to just because of genetic wise, like we might be shaped completely different. And if I'm killing myself to look like you instead of trying to improve how I look, I think it kind of beats the entire purpose of what health and fitness is about, which to me is about how can I be my best self? How can I improve my own body and make it the best it can be naturally? Um, And so I, you know, I see it in that way. I think we have responsibility to not follow those pages. Um, And then I also think that like, you know, obviously you're not going to know every single person, you know, but I do think, you know, obviously I don't agree with that. I think that um, if you do have surgery, like you should tell people, um, hey, like I'm promoting weight loss and I'm promoting fitness, but I just want you guys to know, like I had a breast augmentation or I had a tummy tuck because actually to me, those people are more inspiring because they're not lying. You know, they're telling you the truth. Like maybe I, because there's also different reasons too why people got surgery. Like I know women who lost a hundred pounds, right? And so they had to get um, surgery to take away their excess skin. And so that feels different, right? Than someone who is promoting a flat stomach, but you know what I mean? Got lipo versus someone who got surgery and they're sharing and, you know, they're sharing with women who might have that similar issue. So I also think there's kind of like, there's levels to everything. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. And I think, and I mean, also I'm not, I'm not even going to knock surgery out. I think if you have the money and you want to invest the money and that's how you want to spend the money, go ahead, do you, like you said, it's, it's our body and you can do what you want to do to it. But you brought up a really good point when like talking about the difference between wanting a perfect body versus a healthy body like Mm -hmm. it's such a huge difference i think even even apps we didn't even talk about apps like facetune so many people you think oh my gosh like her hips are so wide i decided to go play with facetune the other day for the first (laughs) time and i was like oh my gosh did i just give myself those hips i literally sent this to my boyfriend and he's like oh wow i'm like yeah that's crazy 
So it just goes to show like you really, you, you definitely should control what you're seeing on your feed. But we're saying this as an adult, as adults. But what about these younger adults or like these high school students who are on Instagram and they maybe their brain or their mindset isn't really, they haven't really taught how to control what they see. Like what, what advice can we share to a younger audience who's still watching people like the Kardashians? I'm just going to use them as like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think for younger audiences, I mean, I similar to what I would say to adults, but I think in the, in the sense of, you know, you kind of have to understand what it is that you're looking for. First of all, right? Like, what is it that you want? Um, like, is it weight loss for health? Is it weight loss for looks? Because I also think we kind of gravitate towards what we're looking for, right? So for example, when I started my weight loss journey, like, girl, I was not thinking about my damn health. I was in my early 20s. I was just trying to lose weight and be fit and get snatched, right? So that's, you know, that's what I'm looking for. So I think it's a little bit harder when you're younger because it's kind of like you're looking for that. So obviously you're going to run into a lot of that. And I would just say, you know, to really protect your mind in the sense of like, do your research on the people that you follow and make sure that they're legit. You know what I mean? Like, just make sure as much as you can that they're legit and that what they're selling is real. Um, and I think that also that they're not making you feel like shit. I don't Can I swear on your podcast? <laughs> of course you can, girl. We keeping it real here. <laughs> okay. I, I curse. I wasn't sure. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the most important thing about everything is like, how does the person make you feel when you watch their stuff? Because I, I think that everybody, we can't, we can't, like, I can't, for example, control how everyone responds to my content. Um, however, I think it's up to us, even, you know, if you're younger to control like who you're seeing and if they make you feel a certain kind of way about yourself, maybe you should mute them. Like don't follow them. Um, and just pr protect your mental health in that way. That's exactly what I do. Protect your mental health. I think you have to protect your mental, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. So if one is, one is getting, one is not being taken care of like they both gonna impact each other more than you even realize for sure and i think i mean i think even in our community we now recently which is great we finally started having these conversations but definitely i want to say like five five years ago our community was not having these type of conversations about mental health and like who you follow because i remember when i was like in high school for example i think instagram had just started like it had i can't remember those filters but instagram had just started like popping up <laughs> little thing and i remember following certain celebrities and i'm like oh my gosh like wow she looks and i'll be honest i was like wow she looks so pretty or she looks so skinny or she looks so that and now i feel like my brain has developed and i've understood and i always try to share this message to my listeners too like really control yeah control your feed like if you're watching this person and it makes you feel like shit why are you watching them mm -hmm. it's really as that like just stop stop it it's like when it's be like, oh, I have my haters following me. Like, why? 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 <laughs> yeah. And the other thing about it, too, is, you know, I think it's important for us to be reflective about why things make us feel a certain way. Right. And so not just to unfollow people, but to know why. Right. So it's like I'm unfollowing this person because we our values don't align or what they're promoting doesn't align with me, or it makes me feel bad because I actually have a problem with X, Y, Z, and I need to deal with that problem. Because sometimes we unfollow people 
but it's because we're insecure, <laughs> you know, and it actually doesn't even have to do with the person. I mean, just in general. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to kind of separate like what you're actually feeling, right? Because if it's like insecurity that you have and they triggered it, I mean, it's not their fault versus you're following someone that's selling something that's not even real, right? So I think there's kind of distinctions to everything. Exactly, 100%. And with this topic, I also also did a survey for a few of my listeners and I really wanted to read out some of their answers because I wanted I wanted to point out if like, there was a common pattern when it came to like what we as women of color ironically everybody was a woman of color who responded um i have a few of their answers what we love the most about our body what we feel like we're most insecure about and what we could if there was one thing we would like to change about our body or health and fitness what would it be so like a few of their answers i had i had one person say i love my hips and my fingers I was like, okay. Uh, now I'm looking at my fingers, like yeah, nice fingers. Then someone else said they like their height. Um, they're five ten. One person had a really nice answer. They've grown to learn. They've, they've grown to love everything about their body because it's not what society would consider perfect. But I smile instead of cringe when I look at it. Most of all, I love my thick thighs. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we have another few. Mm-hmm. We have more of them saying the structure of my legs. I have another my legs i have my legs and my smile and i have and i have eyes and i love 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 this answer one lady was like my mind because i've always struggled with this question because what was made to believe beautiful wasn't me so the strongest feature i've always carried was my mind i love that yeah and i think my personal answer if i had to choose a favorite part i do love my legs and i do love my i do love my ass and i wonder if that has anything to do with like I don't know. I don't know. I straight up love my legs. I got thick legs and a big butt. So I love it. What about you? What do you feel like you love the most? About my body? <laughs> That's a, such a interesting question. I actually, I feel like when I think about my body, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I think about it how regular people do. I don't have like a favorite body part per se. Um, because I feel like a lot of those things are what people tell you, right? So people will tell you, oh, you have a nice butt. Oh, you have nice legs, whatever. And I think sometimes it's like, you don't even know if you like it or if it's because other people told you. Um, and I think, yeah. And I think for me, something that's been really, um, important to me, it's just going to sound like such a strange answer is actually my hair. Um, and I think because. Um, I manipulated my hair so often when I was younger, you know, to be straight, the Eurocentric Eurocentric kind of stuff. Um, Mm. And when I wear my hair out, um, you know, when I'm working out with my pineapple, I think to me that is my favorite part because my hair, it talks before before you even look at anything else. You see my hair, girl, from far away. Um, I feel like my hair kind of it defines me right before you see anything else. Um, and so, and it, for a long time, I thought it was ugly and I didn't like it. Um, and now it's like, it's such a part of my identity. And I would say that I feel like that's like, I I know that's like such a cheesy answer, but I, it's true. (laughs) No, no, I, I I love that. And I think you really, really hit hit the nail with that one that sometimes we don't even know if we genuinely love it or we're just so used to getting so many compliments about that Mm -hmm. specific part of our body. Mm -hmm. 
that's a really good point because now i'm like really rethinking like you i've definitely had multiple people compliment me on those aspects like so is that really what i love the most i don't know i see you really got me thinking <laughs> you know what? i love the full me but yeah. i also wanted to ask them what are they the like most insecure about when it comes to their body so thank you for everybody who answered this it, it means a lot to me that you would share that type of information with me um i had a few people say my entire life it has been my belly someone else said it was my weight especially the fat around my stomach someone says i have a flat booty but they've lived with it so long that it's okay lol someone said my tummy after having my daughter another belly someone said my chest someone said um easily my stomach and then I have my curves and my height. So I think there's such there's such a common pattern when it comes to our stomach. And I think even me, if I had to honestly open what I am most insecure about, I think it's my stomach as well. And I think it goes back into what we see on social media. Like we're seeing so many people promote or suck or do whatever they do when they take their pictures or edit, whatever it is. But we're seeing this perfect <laughs> image of like a flat stomach and big curves. And I think it just mm -hmm. goes to show that it has caused us us to be insecure about it so as an online coach what advice like if you had a client if one of us one of us that answered the survey was one of your clients right now we come to you and we're like uh i want to get better i want to work on my body i want to work on my health but i'm most insecure about my stomach how how would you respond to that mm, i think this is gonna kind of go off of the answer that I had for the last question. So I think it's a mix. I think it's a mix of what other people tell us is wrong with us as well as the media, right? Because I think sometimes the media reflects like the consciousness of a lot of people. Um, and I think that when we see those things, it reinforces what we don't like. So if you don't like your stomach and then you're constantly looking at girls who have perfect bodies, perfect stomachs or whatever we deem as perfect, um, it's going to keep reinforcing that like, okay, something is wrong with me. And I think um, one thing that I think is important in your health and fitness journey is to recognize like the things that you don't like about yourself and one to determine, is it something that I can change or improve? And if it is, then do the work <laughs> so that you can get the result that you want. And if it's not, then you have to accept it. And so you didn't ask me this question, but I'm going to answer it. Yeah. Because in terms of insecurity, so me, for example, I have like an interesting shaped body. So I I have a, a smaller lower body than my upper body, but I'm very small. I'm very petite. I'm like five feet tall. Um, and like my whole life, yeah, I know. People say that. They're like, you don't look that short. I'm like, I don't know. But my whole life, I never even thought about this at all. And I remember someone asking me about hip dips. So I feel like two or three years ago that became popular. Um, and I think I remember thinking about it, but not it not being such a big deal. I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't. I do notice that. But again, like I didn't think it was a big deal. And then I kept seeing things online, like how to get your hip dips, how to like how to grow hips. And again, I think it's like the media and other people are telling you that something is wrong with your shape. So then you start to think that something is wrong with your shape. And I think for a while I was like, something's wrong with my shape because I'm not like, you know, I don't have that perfect, those perfect hips. I have literally two holes. They're very like um, prominent. 
depending on how I stand. Um, but like now I'm like, when people ask me about stuff like that, I'm like, okay, first of all, that's not really something you can change. I mean, of course you can build muscle to create the illusion that you don't have them. But I mean, is that really a big deal? Like, is, you know what I mean? Like the way you're shaped genetically, like, is that a big deal versus like, let's say your stomach, which is something you can improve, right? So for me to get bigger hips, I mean, I could do surgery. <laughs> I could get a bunch of weight so I could hide my hip dips, which it doesn't make sense versus something that's more like, okay, if you're insecure about your stomach, well, if you lose weight and you work out, you can get a flatter stomach, right? And so I think it's really, when we're thinking about our insecurities, I always try to put into those two buckets and I tell people like, okay, I'm not a plastic surgeon. So we need to think about what can we change with diet and exercise and improve. And then whatever we can, it's like, accept yourself how you are, like improve what you can, but like enhance what you can and then accept what you cannot. I love that. Enhance what you can and accept what you cannot. That's so true. I, I feel like me, I'm how tall am I? I'm like five, two, five, three on a good day. And I didn't even, like you said, I didn't even notice that I had this thing called hip dips until, like you said, about two, three years ago when I noticed, like, whoa, is that a thing? Does my hips, like, not go out? Like, how come my hips yeah. are I really, I never saw it as a problem until, like you said, the media just came with everybody with these perfect hips. And I'm like, okay, I guess my hips are not perfect. But you know what? You're right. Self-acceptance. I don't want to spend the money to fix my hips. I don't feel like my hips need to be fixed and I love it and I'm going to accept that. But like you said, things that things that could change, I, I want to work on. Anybody mm -hmm. could change. Oh, you could work on it. Mm -hmm. I was even having that conversation with my friends in the group chat about like this girl and we couldn't determine. I think she got like a BBL. She did like a, a what's that again? The, the the booty lift? I don't know. I don't even keep up. And we were literally arguing, but they were arguing because I don't. I'm not an expert when it comes to that on whether <laughs> she did her hips too or if she oh, always geez. had the hips. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, thank you because you inspired my next podcast episode, which we're doing right now. <laughs> this sponsorship message goes out to the amazing group of ladies I had answer my survey for today's episode. Just with the Green Box Social, which is a podcast that is similar yet different, discusses everything from current events to what's happening in our community with her husband and co-host Zeke. And the best part is that their podcast is completely unfiltered. We're planning to do an episode together about how COVID-19 is impacting our black content and community. So you definitely want to go check out their podcast in the meanwhile Portia Scott her Instagram is I am Portia Scott she focuses on sharing inspiring stories that causes us to show up and impact the world as Portia would say wake up and show up that's the name of her podcast but in the meanwhile I recommend that you actually check out her Facebook live that she's doing every single day Monday through Friday at 10 a.m it's honestly your daily dose of inspiration I listen to it when I'm up when I'm in the shower whatever I'm doing I'm usually tuned in my Caribbean listeners, you're going to love this one. Andy talks about sex and relationships from a Caribbean perspective, but even better, a Caribbean woman perspective, because it's a space that didn't really exist, but Andy created it. She's honestly one of my current go-to podcasts. You can find her on Instagram or wherever you're listening to me right now at and is what is the dat. 
Morgan P from at Love Pretty P on Instagram also has a podcast known as the Pretty Jewels Box Podcast that uncovers the gems of sexual lifestyle and health. She also has a bunch of great products such as herbal blends and essential ladies that you may need for your pretty pee. I personally haven't tried her products yet, but would love to. So in the meanwhile, you can go check out her website at www.prettyjewelsbox.com. Special shout out to Delissa, who's actually interested in launching a platform soon about her area of work and growth as a woman of color who's a future architect and interior designer. And for those in Grenada listening, you might want to go check out my god sister's Asheville Instagram underscore spice underscore model underscore again because you might be interested in booking or working with her in the future for your next event and social media promotion needs. Thanks once again, ladies. You are all amazing. Go check out their platforms. After really reading everybody's survey responses, it really had me thinking about the perfect body versus a healthy body. Even the conversation we've been having right now, Masi, I'm like really, really, really wanting to reflect on what have I been doing? Like I am someone who goes to the gym. I go to like gym classes, but sometimes I feel like I am not seeing the results. And I think because I've always been so focused on trying to create this perfect body, I'll keep it real, trying to create this image of having a flatter stomach and keeping and making my booty look big or bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like am I actually, but what about, am I working on a healthy body? Like don't I, how do I feel after I come from the gym? Like how have I been eating? Like I, I've never thought about those things. I've been so focused on perfect, 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 perfect. And I think mm-hmm. so many of us have been, I've been thinking about ways to have a perfect body as well because I asked some of the survey survey takers what they wish they could change about their body and lifestyle habits and I'm just going to talk a little bit what they said. So a few of them said they want to have a consistency with meeting their body goal. Someone said they would love to change the size of their waist. Um, someone mentioned they would like to get back to a routine of being active and plant-based. It made me feel and looked good. Um, someone said actually having the energy to work out. They feel like they have the potential, but they're so tired all the time. Um, everybody's really focusing on just making their body feel good. Nobody's definitely trying to say, I need to go change this today, mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, What advice would you give someone who is who wants to shift that mindset of forgetting the perfect body and focusing on having a healthy body? Yeah, actually, I really love this question because I think that I think we all kind of fall into this <laughs> at first because like I said, like that's how our brains are wired. Like we're we're like, oh, I want to look perfect, just like Fulana, whoever I'm watching on Instagram. Um, but I think that the mindset shift is more so a reframe. And so I talk to my clients about this and thinking less about perfection there because there's really no such thing as perfect. I mean, really, um, it's more so like. You, you have an ideal of where you would like to be. So that's the first thing is like separating those two things. There's perfect, which doesn't exist. And then there's ideal. And so what your ideal body can be, is it realistic? Again, because I think a lot of people follow athletes and trainers, and then they want to have the body of those people. But it's like, if I'm working out two times a day, seven days a week, you working out three days a week is not going to be the same, you know? And if I'm an athlete and I work at the, it's like, it's not going to, you're never going to look like me because we we're not essentially 
just fundamentally, we're not really doing the same thing, right? It might seem like it, but we're not. And so I think it's thinking about that, right? We're looking at people with a quote unquote perfect body, but that might be an athletic body or an athlete's body, someone who works out twice a day and who's like strict. Um, and that might not be realistic. So what I tell people is to really think about how can you improve where, you know, what your body can do and how your body can look. Um, and just think about like, because like, for example, for me, when I started my fitness journey, I was like, girl, I just want to get rid of this damn belly fat and I want to have a six pack. That was my goal. I was like, I just want to have a six pack and I want my booty to look nice. Um, you see? <laughs> and I think, you know, once I got there from killing myself at the gym and, you know, being on a strict diet and like being a psychopath about it, I realized that, um, you know, it was very detrimental to my mental health because I wasn't healthy. Right. So I looked amazing, but I wasn't healthy versus now I feel like I don't look um, as toned as I did in that time. But again, it's like because I'm, I have a more I have a more balanced type of lifestyle. So I think about, you know, what is realistic, right? Like how many days can you actually go to the gym? And how, like, how are you actually eating? Because a lot of times we don't see results because we're not actually doing the things that are required to get results. And I'm not talking about athlete results. I'm talking about just in general. So for example, a lot of women think their issue is consistency in the gym. When the truth is you can have the most consistent workout routine, but the calories you burn in a day from working out is only about 10 to 20% of the total daily calorie stores that your body burns in general. So when you think about, okay, that's not that much. That means I need to actually be doing other things, which is like eating properly, reducing stress, um, getting in more water, getting in steps. And I think we basically kind of ignore all those things because of the media because we've been told just work out more, just go to the gym more. Um, but again, these sometimes those messages are being pushed by athletes or people who are in that world and not by like regular people, <laughs> like right? Like women who are, they have jobs, women who have kids, women who can't go to the gym seven days a week. Like we need to be realistic about what it is that we're looking for, right? Um, because the quote unquote perfect body that you want may not even be realistic. So we need to, we need to kind of think about what is actually realistic. Like maybe, um, losing 20 pounds, that's realistic, but what is required for you to lose 20 pounds? You have to have a consistent workout schedule. You have to at minimum work out three days a week. You have to be eating properly. Are you eating in a caloric deficit? Do you understand macros? Are you reducing stress? So I think that there's a lot of things that we don't talk about when it comes to getting to a healthy body um, that often gets replaced with the perfect body because we think, you know, perfect body, work out more, right? But the truth is for a healthy body that looks amazing, (laughs) it's really more about balance than it is about killing yourself at the gym. I feel like I just went on a rant, but hopefully that answered your question. You're dropping gems. (laughs) Like, literally taking notes on my phone so you can't hear any typing or anything. I'm like, yup, yup, I need to write that down. But... It also goes, I love that you brought up the point with like what we see athletes do and things like that, because it reminds me that we, like me on my platform personally, or anybody that has social media, we control what we want to post. Like you don't see every single thing that we're doing. So just because you see that person doing 
that specific routine or they're having that type of meals, which yes, sometimes it can be very informational and you're learning things, but you don't see every single thing that they're mm -hmm. doing. Mm -hmm. It really, it, it really pointed that out to me as well. And I think in one of your podcast episodes, you had mentioned how important it is, was to invest in yourself. And as you were dropping all these gems or things that I'm like, oh my gosh, where, where do I even start? Like you're telling me things about cal you know like cutting the calories 10 to 20 percent less of what you actually burn and and this and that like how as a regular consumer can we really know how to get our source what's the best place to get our source of information like should we always just try to invest in ourselves by having a coach like how do we cancel out the noise i guess mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Canceling out the noise is important, especially on social, especially on social media, because you're like everybody's kind of saying the same thing, but you're not really sure. Um, so I think it it's related to what we were talking about earlier in terms of like who do you resonate with online? And I think as women, we're very intuitive, right? So I know a lot of people. They'll tell me, "I work with you," and it's because I just know, like exactly. I just feel it, right? Like. And, and, you know, and I think that comes from they listen to my podcast, they watch my stories. So I think it's important that we first become self-sufficient and understand that we have control of our lives and we have we have it in us. I always tell people this, right? Like, I'm not taking on clients because I think I'm saving people, right? Like, I'm not saving nobody. We all got magic already in us. What I'm doing as a coach is I'm extracting the magic that either you're not utilizing to your full potential or that for some reason you have some limiting beliefs um, or some blocks that are kind of stopping you from getting there. And so I think what's important for you to do first is like find someone who you resonate with, right? Who has a similar lifestyle that you have in and, um, you know, they're kind of living like what you would like to be living in five years or two years, like, or they have the type of lifestyle that you want. Um, and then the next thing I think is about understanding, like, do I resonate with them? Do I, do our values match Do the things that they say relate to me? Are they talking about my problems and helping me get solutions? And then just like, I tell people suck my stuff. Like if I, if I can't help you from my free information, do not pay me because it's going to be very similar. You know, the way I, the way I talk on my podcast is the way I coach in real life. Um, and so I think it's, it's important for us to take the first steps on our own by like deciding, okay, I'm going to change my life. Um, and you know, taking tips where we feel like they align for us. So whether that's meal prepping tips or gym tips or workout tips, starting on our own. And then once you've gotten to the place where you're like, okay, now I'm stuck or I've hit a plateau. I think that's when you really should invest in yourself. And that's how it's always been for me. So when I started, I started on my own, just winging it on Google, on Instagram. But then it got to the point where I wasn't seeing no damn results. <laughs> so I was like, okay, obviously I think I'm really smart and I know what I'm doing, but obviously there's something that I'm missing here. And I think that, you know, it takes a lot of courage I think especially as women of color, because we're always like, we have to be super women and we have to know everything. I think it takes a lot of courage and strength to say to someone like, oh, I actually need help in this. Like, I don't know everything and I'm not an expert at fitness, even though I want to be um, or at nutrition yeah. and I need help. And I think that um, those are kind of like the steps that I would take, like, you know, do your research, 
find someone you resonate with, stock all their stuff, make sure they're getting people results, that they resonate with you, try some of their free tips. And if you start getting results and then, you know, you kind of hit a plateau, then I feel like it's important to, you know, invest in ourselves for sure. I think as you're saying this, I'm like, Masi, that's exactly how I found you. Like I had a few, <laughs> I was searching for someone to have on this episode and I had a few names and I saw their part, I saw their platform, I saw their, I listened to their podcast and I'm like, yeah, what you do is good. But like, I, I didn't feel that, like, like that intuition that you mentioned. As soon as I listened to your podcast, like 10 minutes, oh my gosh, I love you. Like I need to listen to all your advice because <laughs> I, I, I relate the most with you. I, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm a woman of color, um, our backgrounds, like, mm -hmm. like you said, you, you find that person that's for you. And now I will be taking advantage of all your free resources. I actually wanted to talk a little bit about some of the resources that you have and to get to know you a little bit more. So I recently downloaded your free quarantine guide. Amazing. I used the grocery list. I got to start the workout. I, I will admit that I haven't started it, <laughs> but I got the grocery list. <laughs> but I got the grocery list and I just want you to tell my listeners a little bit more about your platform and where they can find you. Awesome. And the yeah. course and the guide. Sure. So the guide, it's essentially the three-step formula to staying fit and healthy during the pandemic. So for those of you who are listening, um, right now we're like in a global pandemic. Um, and so a lot of my, my audience was like freaking out, like, oh my God, what do we do? Because the gyms are closed. And so I created this health survival guide with a home workout and a shopping list. And so I think, you know, one of the major things I talk about is like the number one mistake most women make with, with their workouts. And that's that they really, we let like the stress and overwhelm cause us to emotionally eat, which then cancels out all the workouts that we're doing at home. And that's why a lot of people don't see results in general because they're doing all the workouts, but their nutrition is not really in alignment with the results that they want. And so, you know, in this guy, I mean, and I know right now, like, body weight works workouts are really popular and like push-up challenges and hit cardio but the truth is like we want to work on building muscle because building muscle helps you tone up your body um which is going to help women like you know have a smaller waist a bigger butt have the stomach that they want um and when you actually build muscle you burn calories even when you're not working out so let's say for example you know you're on the treadmill when you're on the treadmill you're burning calories but when you get off the treadmill that's it you're not burning any more calories versus when you lift weights, when you do strength training, when you do resistance training and you build muscle, what happens is after you stop training, you're burning calories for the rest of the day. Right. Wow. And so a lot of women, I feel like we go in circles because we're not really educated on lifting weights or we're scared or like, I don't want to hurt myself. And so in this guide, I provided women with like a full home body workout that they can do. Um, that has like resistance bands and dumbbells just to get started. Cause I think sometimes we are in our head, like, I don't know what to do. Um, as well as like a shopping list on how to keep our protein up and really like just a mental health resource guide. And that's free. So if your audience, um, is interested in downloading it, they can go to getfitwithmasi.com slash Corona health. Um, and yeah, and essentially on my platform, I mean, I'm on Instagram, I have my own podcast, um, I'm get fit with Masi everywhere. And essentially 
I just want to help people like stop going in circles. <laughs> like here's what you actually need to do. And here's what actually works. And when you start doing this, like take my info for free, I promise you it's going to work. I guarantee that it works. Um, just cause based off science, based off of, um, you know, clients, what I've done with myself. And so I just want to help people like get the real information that's actually going to help them. And yeah, uh, anybody who's listening, um, I started reading the guide and I'm about to follow it. I I'm on your website all the time. I'm listening to your <laughs> podcast and I highly, 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 highly recommend. I'm going to be using your free resources. We're going to stay in contact because I'm going to keep you posted. And maybe I could be like your guinea pig. I could be my listener's <laughs> guinea pig. Any results, I will keep them up to date. So thank you for sharing but before we go, I uh, we talked about the first step that you took, but mm-hmm. what I, I want us to know what made you want to focus on your health and fitness and what maybe what was that very, very first step? I know you said like I started going to the gym, but what like what was like, okay, this is it. Gotta do it. Hmm. So I think um I'm older now, so I think that I've kind of had two moments, two pivotal moments mm-hmm. in my health and fitness journey. So when I first started I was just going through a breakup girl and I was eating all my damn feelings and I gained like 16 pounds. And so I needed to just lose weight. And I was like, I did what we all do, which is like, okay, obviously I need to go to the gym and go on and go on a diet. Probably. Um, that's kind of how I started. And I think once I got to my goal, which I didn't even think I could do it, but I was when I did it, I was like, Oh shit. Like I actually accomplished my goal. And then, um, you know, as I got older and I started taking on more professional responsibilities, like I became the director of a program. And then like, I just, I was doing a whole lot. I had my business. Um, I kind of realized that I couldn't keep up with that lifestyle. That's more like bodybuilder type of like working out twice a day and eating super strict and doing fasted cart. Like I couldn't do that. Um, when I was working and I was managing people and I was traveling for work, like that was not realistic and I and it wasn't really what I wanted and I think when I first started my fitness journey I was probably very similar to your audience where it's like I was just following all the fitness people all the influencers and I thought that I had to be like that um and then I realized after I was doing it I'm like that's not even real like it's not realistic it's not real I'm that's not me and now that um in this phase of my fitness journey so, um, and I actually talk about this on my podcast for, for your audience, who's kind of more interested in hearing about mental health and how that affects their journey. So I was actually, uh, diagnosed with major depression back in 2018, 2019, and I had a complete like mental breakdown. Mm. Um, and it was just due to like a lot of traumatic events, a lot of chronic stress. And at the time, you know, I was like, I didn't really think that much about it. I was like, whatever, just go, 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 go until I couldn't get out of my bed or even brush my hair or brush my teeth. Right. I didn't have the motivation that I did before. I thought something was wrong with me until I got that diagnosis. So I think now my perspective has completely shifted. Right. Before it was like, whatever you got to do to get it done, get it done. Versus now it's like, no, 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 girl, whatever you got to do to take care of your mental health first is what is it's what's happening and then everything else comes after that and so I think for me it's just evolved with like if it does not serve me mentally I can't do it right so two a days don't serve me starving myself to be skinny or perfect quote-unquote does not serve me 
Um, what really helps me, what's helped me in this kind of phase of my fitness journey is having that balance of like, I work out, I'm fit, I eat healthy, and my mental health is so on point, right? I feel so good about myself. I feel pop, even in the, you know, in the storm of a pandemic, I feel calm as hell. <laughs> and I think a lot of that has to do with my mental health journey, but really with how much I prioritize myself um, in like the second half of my journey and really understanding that it's about more than your body. Because if you have an amazing body, what about your mind? What about your health? Um, and I think that's really kind of what I've what I've learned uh, in this leg of the game. And what keeps me going is like, you know, I want to be, I want to be older and I want to like be able to be active and I want to live till I'm older and I don't want to have diabetes or high blood pressure. And so, you know, I think as you get older, the reasons why you're fit, they change, right? I want to have energy. Um, I want to be able to record podcasts, but I can't do that if I'm running around like a crazy person, stress the hell out exactly. with a million jobs, right? So it's like, I had I had to kind of really think about, you know, why do I want to be healthy now? And it really changed. Um, obviously, I still want to look great. <laughs> I still want to be snatched, okay? But I think the priority and the why is very different than it was when I first started. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you have any final advice? I felt like that that was it. Like focus, focus on you, focus on your mental health before you can even mm -hmm. look at your body. Like perfect example. Sometimes I think about, okay, why is it I, I don't want to do this home workout? But like, did I process like how am I really feeling today? So thank you so 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 much. Any final words? Hmm, I would say my final words, because just based on like what we've been talking about, about, you know, wanting to be healthy, wanting to kind of change how you look, improve how you look. I think it's important to give yourself grace and to start where you are. So I think the issue with social media or any media in general is when you're looking at someone as your, you know, your um, green light or red light or yellow light of what you should be doing. And that's not the point, right? Because if you look at me and then you want to look like me, I've been doing this for six years. So, you you know, we don't got that much time. Um, so what we, what we want to start thinking about is like, how can I start from where I am? Do I need to use a calendar? Do I need to start prioritizing? Like, or like you said, you know, do I even know how I feel today? <laughs> like, am, did I sleep? Am I stressed? Am I dehydrated? So I think it's really about you know, checking in with yourself and be honest with yourself. Like, where am I right now? And how can I get started based off of me? Not based off of what Masi's doing, what Aria's doing, what anybody's doing. It's really like, what's going to work best for me? Because we're all individuals and our fitness journeys are going to look very different. So that's what I would just, you know, have that self-reflection, um, especially during this time and really think about you know what do i need to what's the first small step simple small step that i can take and then just do it just take that step uh, yeah uh, in life as i always say your only competition in life is yourself and no you should never try to compete with anybody else but yourself so self-reflection is 
major, 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 major key. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Masi, for being on my podcast virtually today. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for dropping all those gems. For those of you who don't remember, you can find Masi at getfitwithmasi.com and at getfitwithmasi on all her social platforms. Am I missing anything? Nope, that's it. Okay, great. Well, thanks once again. We will stay in touch. Yes. Thank you so much for having me and do the work, ladies. Let's go. (laughs) Yes, do it, including me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until then, I'm just a 23-year-old Afro-Caribbean girl that wants to take a look at the media industry through a colored lens. If you enjoyed this episode or any of my episodes, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and follow all my social media handles wherever you spend the time scrolling the most. Search Colored Lens Podcast and you'll find it. You can also head over to my website, www.colored-lens.com. Don't forget the dash where you can find my latest blog post. I love to write about whatever feels relevant whenever I'm not recording. The biggest gift of all is leaving a review. Whenever you leave a review, you help my podcast get noticed. So it would mean so much to me. If you have any other things that you would like to talk about, any feedback, good or bad, just reach out. If you have a product or brand that you think relates to my listeners, please, 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 you might want to actually consider sponsoring or donating to Colored Lens. Just head on over to the donation and support tab on my website at colored lens.com and if you think you'll be a great guest on my show or know somebody who might be a great guest please also reach out and drop their names i can't promise what the next episode would be because you know we're working with real time and real stories until then later